This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Welcome, friends, to this week's Freedom Fighter Podcast. I'm Derek Moyer, and we continue our series this week on overcoming the spirit of rejection. This week, really excited to offer this uh, talk on the performance acceptance trap. Um, are, are you? Can you relate with, with these feelings of never feeling that you're quite enough, that you're always suffering under a burden of never feeling okay, always feeling just a little bit uh, unacceptable? Listen in this week as we explore some of these things and bring truth that will make you free. So be blessed, guys. So I have to say, I feel I feel like a bit of an adventurer this morning, a bit of an explorer, <laughs> uh, searching and hunting for treasure this week. You know, in this next part of this journey that's new to me, I've never spoke about it. So you know, really uh, joining hearts with by faith to get somewhere here, and really excited about this new sub- subject. So I was thinking about this and thinking about why do we search? Why do we why, why do we like treasure hunters? We're exploring, we're, we're searching, we're, we're looking for this treasure. John 8.32, remember, says, if, and John 8.31, if you uh, abide in my words, if you continue in my sayings and uh, uh, follow, follow, follow them, you're my disciples indeed, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So the word know implies that if you don't know something, you're not going to get free. So, you know, the importance of this searching to know. You know, the greatest tragedy, we've talked about this often, but imagine going through life, and I, as, I, as, I, as I've been pondering all these things we've been going through, you know, if, if we don't find out where our sense of worth comes from, and, you know, expose the faulty me- messages that have formed us, the things, the people who have said words over us in our lives, all the different things that have fashioned and formed our lives, if we go through our lives and never allow any of that to be changed, what a tragedy that is, isn't it? You know, so, I don't know if anybody saw uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire there night there. Um, I actually had been at the recycle centre and I had the, the radio was on and the, the you know, the, the, the disc jockey was saying how somebody's going to win a million pound apparently or had a question for a million pound. So we watched it that night and, oh, it was tremendous. You know, the guy wins a million he had 15 questions and, uh, you know, but the thing that struck me so much was the guy won it because he knew the answers, you know, and uh, so so for us, that you know, the connection for me is knowing the truth, knowing the truth about, our, uh, you know, the healing, the restoration, the promises of God is, is bringing us a reward and our lives, you know, so that's the reason we're seeking Praise God. So let's open up with prayer just before we start this morning. So Father, we worship with God. We praise you for this uh, opportunity. God, to, to share your truth, to share new ground, to speak and share these treasures. And God, I'm so excited with the, with the light that's helping me, God, the, the release I felt personally. God, for the breakthroughs. God, for the Lord, just knowing something changes everything. So I pray this morning for people who are, who are hearing this. God, we worship you. God, that you you uh, promise us that when we hear things, 
and we, uh, Lord, and, and uh, uh, enlightens us. God, it'll, it'll open up our eyes. Lord, it'll, it'll, uh, Lord, it'll open up our ears and open up our hearts, oh God, and help us to see things that we've never saw before and bring us into, Lord, the joy of the adventure of finding new land. God, so I pray that for each soul, each heart, each person that's listening this morning. God, that they hear this and they receive something and, they, and it, it results in such joy, such encouragement, such excitement that, you know, I don't need to keep going down this same mountain anymore. I'm exposing things that are going to bring benefit to my life, that are going to bring a reward to my life. So we agree on that this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So this morning's messages will have been on week seven now of overcoming the spirit of rejection. This week we're talking about the performance acceptance trap. The performance acceptance trap. What does it say uh, if we're uh, under this, uh, you know, performance acceptance? What it's basically saying is we are uh, trying to earn. We're trying to prove our worth. We're trying to prove our value. Our acceptability, um, you know, by our performance. We're looking for the recognition. We're looking for acknowledgement. We're looking for praise. We're looking for the approval of human beings to feel okay about ourselves. We're 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 constantly, you know, looking for this uh, validation from some uh, somewhere out there. And you know, let's face it, <laughs> that's how we've been formed. Every every system from parenthood to school teachers to workplaces, you must toe the line. You need to do this. But one of the great things I've, I've discovered this week is, you know, that but if you don't understand the difference between your who and your do, you know, who you are and what you do are two different things. If we don't understand that who we are is accepted, is loved, is secure. If all we all we think we are is a performance, then, you know, all the burden, the weight of our, our uh, you know, acceptance security is based upon how we act in life, right? So we're just going to go through a, a few points to really explore this, to ask, what does this look like in our lives? What impact does it have on our lives, effects? Uh, you know, is it realistic to, <laughs> to live by? Um you know, and then we're going to look at how do I get free? What's the answer? What's the how do I overcome and break this cycle? You know, um, so let's look at to start with the effects it has on our lives. I read, I know I mentioned this in week one or week two, but in a book we're reading for Joyce Meyer, there was two studies done. One from this uh, certain author and another, uh, um, you know, um, quite. Um, I think it was some success, um, you know, achievers. I looked at success, success achievers, and basically, one was a Christian minister who was a, a missionary in one part of the world, whose parents died when he was young, and the the um, what happened was he internalised that it was something to do with him, and he carried guilt and shame about um, you know his his uh, you, you know this this situation that the parents dying. And it, it, it ended up leading to him to work himself into the ground to earn his worth and approval, trying to prove his, his worth. And then there was the study of these super achievers and it talked about how like one third or two thirds of them were actually uh, all seriously damaged as children. They came from really dysfunctional backgrounds 
which resulted in such a drive within them to achieve, to prove themselves, to, to, to work so hard to, to, to earn their worth and value. And uh, so, the, in the story of David Brainyard, and the, the missionary, it, he actually worked himself to death, um, you know, uh, trying to serve God perfectly. He exhausted himself under this burden of the performance acceptance trap. This trap is joy killing. It's rest stealing. And it's re- relationship destroying. Because I know in my own life, as I reflect upon it, when when you are living under this uh, yourself, you put it on everybody else. Um, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, separate how you feel, um, you know, for how you how you act towards others. We put it on the other other people. I remember I, I read John Eldridge, and he quoted, "How you treat your own heart is how you're going to treat others' hearts." Because we become hard on ourselves, we demand perfection for ourselves, we, we push and pressure ourselves, and then we put these burdens that are so hard to bear on others. So, um, we can see there that, that it's no it's no leading to the life, the rest, the peace, the joy. Another point is, you know, this this uh, um, pattern in our lives, I read Joyce Mann, she, she said something tremendous about it. She said that, if you have to perform perfectly every day um, to feel good about yourself and to have joy, it's gone. It's such a, it's such an elusive uh, goal, you know that you're you're constantly aiming at this perfect performance, and then if, you, if it doesn't happen, the, the wee tiny mistakes can ruin your day and make you feel depressed and discouraged. Uh, so it, it's 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 a trap. The question then has to be. Are we to serve God perfectly? When you heard David Brainiard's the pattern in his life, what he was saying that he died trying to serve God perfectly. So the question is: Is this a realistic, uh, you know, feasible, practical, workable um, expectation for us? The Bible and modern day dictionaries define perfection differently. Uh, our modern day dictionary talks about the Oxford dictionary talks about perfection being flawless, faultless, without defect, superbly, extremely excellent. And uh, in some ways, in contexts, you know that that can be said about certain objects and certain things, experiences, situations. But when you think about your own spiritual development and growth, uh, the Bible definition. Is, it's a, there's a different slant and take on it. The Bible definition talks about um, that uh, you, you, we reach complete maturity. That we develop and grow up to maturity. We, we become complete, fully grown. It does not say it's sinless perfection. It's not talking about that, you know, you know we're... we're uh, absolutely perfectly faultless and flawless right now it's saying we're growing to perfection I'm going to read Paul's uh, description of this and I, I suppose it's best dividing rightly the word of God by pointing out in Matthew chapter 5 Jesus says be ye therefore perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect 
And in the context, it's about loving the unlovable, loving those who are no loving you and who are actually abusing you and mistreating you. He's saying, if you do this, you're going to be like your father, who is perfect, fully complete, mature, uh, and, you know, complete, maturing, maturing all these ways. But then you go over to, to Philippians chapter 3, and Paul talks about pressing towards the goal. And he says, not that I have already attained or have already been made perfect. Um, but I press on to lay hold of and grasp and make my own that for which Christ Jesus uh, has laid hold of me and made me his own. He says, I do not consider myself to have captured and make it made it my own yet. So he's saying, I've not developed fully yet. I've not matured fully yet. I'm on a journey. I'm, I'm in a process. He goes, but this one thing I'm doing, this is my aspiration. I forget those things which lie behind and I strain forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. And then he finishes verse 15 and amplified by saying, so let those of us who are spiritually mature and full grown have this mind and hold these convictions. So what's the conviction? There's a line for the shack that really says all this in one one sentence. We are all perfectly in process. That's a conviction. That we are in the process of being uh, maturing and being perfected. And that, like Paul saying, I've not arrived. I'm not lying about under this pressure and heavy burden of feeling condemned because of my weaknesses, my failures, that, you, you know, that every time I don't do everything perfectly, um, I, I, I get into this, you know, downward spiral and this trap of, of uh, you know, condemnation, doubting myself. He's saying, no, I've not been made perfect, but this one thing I do, I forget my mistakes. I forget what I've done that's not been, not been right. I admit them, but I press forward. I press forward towards the mark every day, each new day. So that's the, you know, Paul's, Paul's take on it. Um, see what happens when we believe this. What about this belief that it's all on us? That I need to perform. It's all on me. Trying to perfect ourselves in our own strength. You know, and if we explore it and we think about it, we think, why, why does that happen? Uh you know, why, why, why do we, why are we wired to this? When you think of our culture, we think of the upbringing we've had, that we've had to perform. You know, and, and a lot of us have been under a, a, a family's ways who have been saying, you need to be perfect. And it, it it's like, we then try to protect ourselves from further pain of rejection and disapproval by, by performing, you know. And it's bondage. We walk about never feeling like we're enough. Do you feel like that sometimes? Never feeling like you're enough? Always feeling just a little unacceptable? Always prone to guilt? Any any decision you need to make? Prone to guilt, condemnation, doubting yourself, and then allowing condemnation to come in whenever we fall or fail. You know, and if that, if, that, if you can relate with that, and I know as you look at your journey, that's you know, I can certainly say that's been a big part of my journey 
always feeling like you're, you've never enough. Are just a little unacceptable. And you think when that's in there and, and that's driving you and that's the, that's what's, you know, the, the programmes that are playing out in your mind, it's like, can you imagine how, 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 how can we ever find the peace we're looking for? How can we find, find the acceptance? So I think of Paul's words, this is so important to press toward the mark. You know, in my experience the last years, uh, and as part of what we're talking about in this series, it's been the revelation I got of being affirmed by God. This key that set the captive free, being affirmed by God, and when you know that, deep down you feel the acceptance. You feel secure because you know my worth and my value. I'm not looking to, to, to the world, to human beings, to validate me. And I mean, you could read a lot of the self-help stuff on this and they keep talking about, what do you say you are? And, and you know, it puts it all on you again. And what I know, I've found the beauty that comes from this divine, uh, ex- the great exchange, that you're you're experiencing God's affirmation as you as a, a of you as a son or a daughter, and experiencing the, the um, you know the joy of knowing I'm accepted. Now I'm not saying that then from there you don't there's no discipline there's no cultivation. I'm saying that the the the, the trap of living under this driven by being scared of people's uh, disapproval driven by needing their recognition needing their approval needing their praise needing their acknowledgement needing their recognition you know that is no leading that's a trap that's no leading to peace that's no leading to I'm able to offer my my strengths my my, uh, my services from a place of uh, security, from a place of wholeness, from a place of healing. <laughs> I know how this feels. Uh, I mean, I, as I've been studying this, I've been thinking uh, over, the, over the course of, uh, you know, some of the experiences in my life. And I remember working with friends of mine. And I was under this performance thing, acceptance performance. Uh, and... Uh, I remember working and I had the job to do and I was so intense with it. I need to get this job done. And there was a boy who was working with us, he was full of joy, laughing, and but he wasn't doing much work at the time. But I was resenting him because he was full of light, he was light and full of joy because I was resenting him because he, he wasn't working and driving himself hard enough. And, uh, you know, it, it said, said a lot thinking over that about the programmes that were playing out in me you must be you must perform to be accepted you should be working yourself into the ground you know thinks of, you think about the story with Martha and Mary remember Martha this, uh, is the same spirit she was saying Lord are you she was anxious as anything demanding Wait, are you not saying anything to her she should be doing, she should be driving herself into the ground like me and uh, you know, Jesus turns and said to her twice, Martha, Martha. You know, yet them ever said that to you? <laughs> the way we were going on, and and turns and says, "This is not the only thing you're all worked up about things about 
you're worked up about many things. But here uh, is the only most important thing, and Mary's chosen the best thing. The most important thing is to sit at my feet, to draw in the draw in your acceptance, your worth for me, and then live for them. So just encouragement this morning, I'm, I'm going to quote uh, Neil Anderson, who is a leader of Freedom in Christ Ministries. And uh, he wrote um, these affirmations for people on fa- My Father God. And elders in that, they do a teaching on this about how, if you've learned Father wrong, this is where all this stuff comes from. When you are thinking that your God is a hard taskmaster, that he is... He is hard and harsh and hard to please. He's cold and he's passive and he's uninterested in me. You know, we're, we're going to continue to drive ourselves, seeking, uh, exhausting ourselves, losing and destroying relationships or joy or peace or rest because we're trying to earn our acceptance through our perfection, our efforts, our performance. Neil Anderson wrote this. He said, My father God is not hard, harsh, hard to please, and he's no cold and passive and uninterested in me. But he accepts me as I am, and I am the apple of his eye. The apple of somebody's eye is someone that one cherishes above all others. To say that about God, can, can we get a revelation that he cherishes us, individuals, as, as, as each special one of his special children? He also wanted to say, I have no need to fear him rejecting me or punishing me harshly I don't need to fear that as he's no impatient he's no angry with me he's no, never satisfied me with, with what I do but here's who he is he's patient he's slow to anger and he accepts and approves of me just the way I am right now and he also says he doesn't dominate and rule over me demanding my perfection but he is full of grace and mercy towards me and he gives me the freedom to fail. When I first heard the things, that failure is the final. That God actually gives us the freedom to fail. And maybe you, like me in ways, you've been formed, you've never had much freedom to fail. There's been a demand placed upon you to perform perfectly. And you could never, ever attain it. You could never reach that. So you end up, your, your, your sense of worth, your sense of confidence about being able to accomplish things was shattered because of that. So it's so important that, that we relearn who Father God really is so that we can reflect him to, our, to ourselves, to our wives, to our, to our husbands, to our children, to our friends, colleagues. Because that is what's going to, we, that's, that, to me, I made my mind up, that's who I want to reflect. I want to be reflecting that to others. I'm no hard, harsh, hard to please, cold and passive and uninterested in others. I want to f- let people know I accept them, that they're the apple of my eye, that they don't have to fear rejecting, that I'm going to reject and punish them because I'm impatient and angry and never satisfied with them. Think of this. But can we say that I'm patient and slow to anger and accepting and approving of others? And no dominating, ruling over them, demanding their perfection. But being full of grace and mercy towards them and giving them the freedom to fail. Stacey Eldridge, I read this week, she said, we are free to fail. Why? Because Jesus, 
we can be free from the cages of our own and other people's expectations, our own and other people's demands and yokes and judgments. Oh, what a relief. This life isn't about getting it perfect. We are loved, we are forgiven, and God embraces us by his grace, living under it, no his judgment. Knowing this sets us free for perfectionism, which is a terrible prison, a terrible burden. So this morning, what am I saying? I'm encouraging you, I'm calling you out, calling as, as, as we're searching and digging for treasure. Come out if you're under this heavy yoke of perfectionism, of performance acceptance, the performance acceptance trap. Demanding this for yourselves, demanding it for others. Putting all this, these heavy weights on others when they don't get it right. We don't get it right all the time. Think about it. Let's, let's, let's have grace and mercy towards ourselves and others. Another great update was on Friday me, a couple of the boys were, were having a meeting in the morning. And I'm a wee devotional topic, uh, God and Mammon. It quotes Matthew 6, 24, where Jesus said, you can't serve both God and mammon. Mammon, uh, you know, uh, meaning the self-life, the world. You can't serve two masters. You'll either hate the one and love the other, or else you will be loyal to the one and despise the other. And the point was, if you want the complete and full satisfaction that you find in God, you can't keep searching for it in the world for human beings as well. My friend that was there, he says, that's me. I'm still trying to claim uh, rewards and blessings and acceptance for God and I'm also trying to f find the approval of man. You know, and it, it's not right. What it says at the end is, do not expect, do not expect lo the love, the gratitude, the acknowledgement, the recognition, the praise the approval of any any human being. Don't expect it. All reward necessary, God will give you. And to me, it's like that is one of the million dollar question, a million pound question. That, you know, the trap of this, that if I keep placing all of my needs into somebody else or some human who, you know, we're all, it can be fickle and be moved by our whims and our tiredness and things so the best place the most secure place is depend upon God depend upon him for our, for our acceptance for our affirmation for our reward and serving him is that not something to grow towards that's pressing towards this this uh, the mark so God we pray this morning we thank you for these truths we thank you for exposing God the performance acceptance trap the perfectionism that, Lord, that can be such a burden Lord, under this heavy yoke, this pressure, this condemnation, this, Lord, the things that it results in, joy killing, stress stealing, relationship destroying. I pray, God, this morning for every person listening, that, God, this is new ground, that, Lord, I pray that you'd free us, God, of these things, free us for the desire to please human beings and, and to earn the appro our approval and validation and worth from them yes to love others to think well of others but not to be driven by this sense that I need to perform and you know everybody else's opinions are the verdict on me God we know that 
Lord, our full satisfaction and complete satisfaction is only found in you. So I pray today that, God, this is new light. I pray that, Lord, you, you lead us into that. You make this real for us, oh God. Each person listen to this. And we thank you for your peace. We thank you for your acceptance, your love and your joy this day. In Jesus' name. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.